you brought up evolution. Things are things are evolving. So in the last 30 years, what are some of the biggest shifts? And I'm not necessarily talking marketing, but just overall in the industry. What are some of the biggest shifts that you have noticed and more so, I guess, what has your response been to those things? And I can kind of chronicalize this, you know, and I'm going to date myself, of course, going back that 30 years. And I remember being in this small dealer up in Northern Ontario and this guy walk, pulls up with this big old Buick LeSabre, swings open the trunk and he's muscling everything he can. And what's he doing? He's carrying a computer, okay, into the dealership. And my dad, my uncle, these guys are old school guys, right? And they go, I'm like, what the hell is this thing? This, this is the future of the car business, guys. Like, you know, you're going to be, this is computer. And this is what we're doing. Again, I'm not 100 years old, but I remember hand bombing everything. You had to hand write everything out. So first evolution was the introduced computers into dealerships to help them out. You got DMS systems, CRMs, all this stuff. But then now you switch it over to the customer. They've evolved at the same speed, if not faster than what our industry has. So, you know, there was a time that, you know, people say, oh, we don't have traffic like we used to, man. Like we used to get traffic in here. We, we'd get 50 people in here on a Saturday. Well, how many did you sell? You know, and back in the day, if you had a 20, 25% closing ratio, you're a rock star. Well, those days are gone. You know, those gold customers, they were visiting six, seven dealerships. They're going everywhere. They didn't know how much their trade's worth. All they know is they bought it for 30 grand and it's three years old. So they better get 24 grand for it because that's what they think it's worth. The evolution that's worked good for us in this industry is education. You know, today's consumer comes in now and they know what they want. They've researched. The only thing they don't have is the euphoric new car smell and they haven't taken it for a test drive. So like I'm transitioning my guys again, instead of greeting a customer at the door, like we did 10 years ago, Hey, my name is Danny and you are, well, why don't we shift our word tracks and ask the customer, what vehicle did you find online that brought you in today? And you damn near right. guy high five his wife and say, thank God, man, like Eureka, this guy has not asked me where the kids go to school. How old I am? Do I like hockey? Do I like baseball? Did I watch the game last night? Quit the smoke show out there. Like that is the oldest crap that's out there. And, and if there's advice I can give to dealers, if you still have that guy, get rid of him. Okay. Because today's buyer, whether it be millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, all the ones that were out there, they're coming in educated. You don't have to fight with them anymore with their trade in value. They've researched it. You know, so if I tell them, if they think, I think it's worth 10, they think it's worth 12, you can find a common ground pretty quick. You know, the one thing that, another thing that stands out, not just the one, this is another, is, you know, how different the transaction time takes, where there was a time they told you, slow it down, you know, get, you know, take them on the test drive, all, and we're still taking them on the test drive. So I'm not trying to get away from that, but you just bored the hell out of yourself, the customer and everything. And <laughs> that's why so many people have had bad experiences. You know, what church do you go to? Oh, I thought I saw you at church last week. No, you didn't. Okay, quit trying to find your common ground with me, dude. Oh, and guess what? Oh, you just brought me out that four square thing. Guess what? You're going to tell me now that you discounted the car and this is my trade value. And if I put this amount down, which is 20%, because that's what the banks like to see, you know, you're right. going to be on a short term, sir, $1,030 a month. Well, today's consumer, they don't want to go through that cheesy crap that's out there. You know, yeah. you know the only thing I get in my people is, once you have them sitting down in front of you, just ask them what they're looking to accomplish today. And they say, well, yeah, I'm actually looking for that blue F-150 that I saw online. Perfect. It's in the wash bay. Let me go get it for you. So the transaction time is 
is a lot faster. And I'll go back 10 years ago. It wasn't odd to be spend three, four hours with a customer. Today's customer doesn't have that time. They've done their research. So they're not visiting six stores anymore. You know, one of the last stats I was reading, I think it's like 1.78 dealers are visited before the customer makes a decision because right. they have the education and the tools for them to understand when they're going in. And I had a sales meeting with my guys on Monday and I said, guys, I said, you know, just think, you know, the days are almost gone where that guy that was coming in, he's rehearsing in front of the mirror at home. No, I'm just looking. No, I'm just looking. <laughs> no, I'm just looking. You know, and in our business, we always hear the two knee jerks. I'm just looking. Let me go home and think about it. And, right. you know, so that part, you know, it's still there. But I'm finding the younger buyers just want something simple, you know, and yeah. it, it's easier than what it's out there. And the guys get mad at me all the time. I tell them, say, guys, selling a car is the easiest thing in the world. OK, you got a customer that wants a car. They've come to you. They've done all their research. You know, so, you know, I'm using a tagline on, on our stores now. and you know, I tell people, I'm not going to sell you anything, okay? I'm going to help you buy it, you know? And if people understand that approach, you know, and, and it does, I don't mean it to sound cheesy, but when I tell them at any one of my, after my ads and say, you know, at our store, we won't sell you a car, but we'll help you buy one, you know? And I, I've had people, especially in our um, dealership up north where there's only 25,000 people, and the guy will stop me going, Danny, I heard that on the radio. What a nice thing, you know? Because I was sold many times. Hey, congratulations. You made it to the end of this little nugget of an episode of the Dealer Playbook podcast. Now, if you want to listen to the full episode, head on over to thedealerplaybook.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast player. That way you can get notified every time a new episode goes live. You can also stay up to date with everything DPB by connecting with me over on the Facebook page. All you have to do is search for the Dealer Playbook and then click like or follow. And then, of course, I'd love if you connect with me over on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Michael Cirillo. Now stay tuned, because in another couple of days, I'm going to hit you with another full episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast. Okay.